Leading the rebellion from the corporate nine to five. You are now listening to the Maniac Mentor Monday Motivation Podcast. Cryptocurrency, a digital currency in which encryption techniques are used to regulate the generation of units of currency and verify the transfer of funds operating independently of a central bank. All right, all right, this is your Maniac Mentor Monday Motivational Minute with your hosts Matt Aponte and Jeffrey Wood. And this is episode 69, and if you couldn't tell, we're talking about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. (laughs) That's right. You ready to dive into this one? Regardless of the episode number, we are keeping this one PG, aren't we? Yes. (laughs) Yes, we are. And, uh, you know, before we jump into the meat and potatoes, I got a disclaimer. Matt... Oh, here I am now talking in the third person. <laughs> you can, you, you can. <laughs> I love doing that. It makes me feel important. Right? You, you can, you can keep that in there. Matt Aponte and Jeffrey Wood are not. I repeat, are not financial or uh, 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 experts giving you advice. We are not qualified to give you any kind of financial advice, investment advice, stock advice, or anything that has to do with the financial markets. What we're doing with this uh, podcast episode, and the reason why we started it was because um, if you haven't heard of cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, you're, I don't, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I think even if you were living under a rock, you would have had to hear an echo of it. It's been that um, powerful and, and it's just been overtaking everything on the uh, the news waves and, and the Twitter Twitterverse and all of that good stuff. So we decided that we would do some research, do our own research. And when I say we, I was mostly Jeff was doing all the research and uh, and just kind of <laughs> de- demystify what cryptocurrency is and kind of what our take is on it. So this way, at the end of the podcast, you can decide for yourself that this may or may not be something that you want might want to do more research in and maybe invest in yourself. So, with that disclaimer out of the way, let's go. Visit maniacmentor.com and connect on Instagram at maniacmentor. All right. Welcome back. And uh, to all of our maniacs out there, we just figured since you're in business and since you are uh, of the mind of wanting to keep yourself independent from the system, and that's why you keep coming back to us for information, Yep, you must have at least been tickling the idea of getting involved in cryptocurrency as an investment strategy mm-hmm. or wondering why it was that back in, you know, whatever, 2009, you you didn't buy any Bitcoin when it was like 18 cents. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because I, I just, you know, I looked it up yesterday. Who knows what it is today? But I mean, I looked it up yesterday. It was worth one Bitcoin uh, held a value of $13,719. Yeah. 
Huh. Isn't that insane? So if you would have bought that for 13 cents, you can go ahead and figure the percentage because I'm not good at math <laughs> on how much <laughs> ROI you would have gotten. And, we, you know, it's taken a couple of dips, but this year it's skyrocketing. Yeah. And so we are going to talk about Bitcoin as an investment, what that means for an investor, not like recommending, oh, go buy Bitcoin today. No, it's not what we're saying, just like Matt said in the disclaimer. But... In order to get into this subject, Matt, we really need to start off by asking a very important question. Mm-hmm. Even some people might be already invested in Bitcoin or, or one of the other cryptos, um, but they maybe have never asked this question before. And so I'm going to pose the question with a power pause and then get into what I think it is. The question is, what is money? What mm. is money? Okay. Yeah. And, you know, on the one hand, the cons, money is a concept, right? It's, it's sort of, uh, it's like this esoteric, uh, you know, metaphysical idea. Because mm-hmm. you have two pieces of paper in your hand. One of them was made by the U.S. Treasury, produced by the Fed. The other was just a piece of paper printed in your house. Mm-hmm. One of them holds value. The other one, if you try to pass it off as holding value, you will be brought to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's only $1, <laughs> it's totally illegal to pass around a fake currency uh, or money. Yeah. I guess I'll stick with the word money for now. Okay. So guys, money, to put it in a word, money is trust. Okay. Hmm. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna read uh you know we're doing definitions today so I'm gonna I'm gonna read this just standard Google definition for the word money and then we're gonna move on into the subject here. Money, a current medium of exchange in the form of coins and banknotes. Coins and banknotes collectively. Okay, mm-hmm. that's like two part. Okay, so here's the thing: is that money. I disagree with that definition, right? Money is not the coin. Money is mm-hmm. not the bill. Because if I take out my credit card or my bank card and I swipe it at Walgreens, coins don't come out <laughs> and banknotes don't come out. What comes out is a digital transaction. Yeah. Okay. So, digital transactions must be verifiable. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going to get into right Mm -hmm. now. Okay. The verification of digital transactions has to be stored in a way that maintains the trust. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there are several venues where ledgers are being kept to monitor various transactions. I know now I'm up in the clouds, right? I'm like, wait a second. What? Okay. Okay. I'll bring it down to earth. I promise. But this is, you know, if I just say money, it sounds easy, right? But it's not easy. We're just used to it. We just do it every day and we think about it every day. We want more of it. But, you know, whether you've got a whole bunch of it stuffed in your mattress or whether you have a whole bunch of it held in a, uh, an account with a brokerage or whether you're 
keeping money in a change jar. I mean, there's all these different ways of, of holding money, keeping yeah. money. But sure. ultimately, money only holds its worth based on the trust that is backing yeah. that money. Well, hey, you know what? I'm gonna cu- I'm gonna cut you off there. Remember when we were talking? You used a really good analogy, which is a real uh, a real life analogy. You mentioned that that's why was it Venezuela or wherever it was that um, when you were, you said money is trust, but you said and that's why money is not really worth that much in this other country that you mentioned uh, because. Yeah, you remember that? Go ahead and and bring that up because I thought that was really You're interesting, right. and that's a a real life uh, example that we can use, uh, you know, for for our listeners. Okay, so let's talk about money. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about money around the world. Um, for example, let's take the dollar. Um, the dollar has a particular value, and the euro has a particular value. Now, why is it that the money? that the dollar, for example, here in the United States, why is it that that money holds a certain amount of worth? But if you go to a country like Venezuela, you know, their money isn't worth as much, okay? It doesn't hold the same amount of value. And the reason for that is because their government is so corrupt Mm -hmm. that they, and they have, a fiat currency as well. So they manipulate the value of their currency, their government does, so that they could control the people. Yeah. So a quick history lesson, our dollar, you remember the gold rush, the San Francisco gold rush. Everybody went Yeehaw. out there and they rushed and they got a bunch of gold and they built a place called Fort Knox <laughs> to store all that gold. A, a really, really solid place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. right? And so in Fort Knox, where they were holding all of the physical gold, people held their gold in there and it was held and and, and the value of the gold was managed in what's called a trust, right? So, right, it's called a trust because you could trust the value of gold and gold is exchangeable on the open market. Gold is money, but now... Let's talk about something a little bit different here, okay? Because uh, Richard Nixon took our money off what's called the gold standard. And then shortly after that, the value of our dollars began to change and and the trust in our dollar began to go down. Mm -hmm. So now we have the value, the backing for our American currency, the U.S. dollar, is not backed by gold. It's not backed by physical silver. It's backed by a different commodity. It's called the petrodollar. Yeah. Because they figured that oil was going to hold more value in the world and that there was more available uh, uh, um, oil than there was gold. And so uh, personally, I think it's a terrible idea but all right, so we got into Nixon, and the, and that's the the value of our dollar has gone down, 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 down. I mean, I don't know how old you are, but I remember when I could go to the store, and I spent fifty cents on a gallon of milk, and about you know seventy cents on a pack of cigarettes, and I would go get those things for my friend's grandmother. Yeah, yeah. nine years old, eight nine years old, I'd go to the store and buy milk and cigarettes for my friend's grandma. Yeah. <laughs> 
and bring it to her. Right? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so, I remember a, a sorry dollar. Sorry for my cheesy laugh, but I remember less than a dollar would get a gallon of gas, and I remember uh, yeah. when I would have a dollar. Like that would go a long way, like because we would go, you know, you get gum for for a nickel, and we and there was even uh, right. one cent gums, and I remember that we would ride down to the to the uh, convenience store or Jiffy store as we used to call it, and you know with our allowance and just yeah. get a whole handful of you know gum and candy for just a dollar. Yes, you know, so I mean it was the dollar used to be worth a lot more. Oh, a dollar would take you a long way, man. You know, <laughs> and so. All right, so we've I think we've belabored the point enough yeah. what money is. Money is trust. And even the trust in the dollar has gone down, but it's nothing compared to <laughs> what the currency that's used in a country like Mexico or Venezuela or any of these yeah. Latin American countries or Yeah, and that's because like you said, you know, uh before is because the people don't have the trust in the in the government and so they don't trust that dollar so they use other things as currency as well so that that just that point really stuck with me because that made sense you know why it's called a trust yeah that's it that's why it's a trust and you just you know our our government is obviously not perfect and matt and i are always on tirades about the government and about how they can't be trusted (laughs) and how you know politicians and such you know but at the same time if you can compare us, you know, just on, on the open market, compare our government and the way it operates and the trust that we can have in our monetary system compared to pretty much any other country, you know, uh, we've got it good, real good. So, you know, and here's another just quick little thing about money. You know, if anybody follows politics and they follow the campaign closely, uh, this presidential campaign, uh, you know, that ran from june of 2015 all the way through november of 2016 it was a long hard campaign right it was crazy um but one of the things that donald trump out on the campaign trail was really really pushing hard is he was talking about what he calls china (laughs) and he said china devalues their currency intentionally so they're they use their fiat currency. They have figured out how to manipulate the value of their currency to make it to where their dollar goes further on the open market than our dollar does. You know, them, it's like the yen or whatever, huh. right? I don't know exactly what, what their currency is over there, to be honest with you. I think it's yen, but, but you know, and he was saying that's not fair. Is if we're going to have trade deals with foreign nations, we can't have open, free good quality trade deals with nations that devalue their currency so that they sell things to us higher and buy things from us lower yeah. and buy labor, you know, all that sort of thing, right? That That's a big mess. That's all based on money. Yep. That's all, what it all comes down to is the value and the trust of the currency. So next, now let's bring it to cryptocurrency. Okay, let's go ahead and pull this all together. Yeah. Okay, so let's start off by let's talk about what everybody's heard the buzz blockchain. What is blockchain and why is it this an incredible new technology uh, that's really going to be applicable to all things? Yeah. Um, well, Matt, it's the same thing as like why the more centralized your government gets, the less def- the less efficient it gets, right? Having a decentralized government, is what makes the United States so strong because we have 50 individual governments that come together under the head of a federal government. And obviously you do have some of the power and, and things centralized, 
But it's it's the same with blockchain. You can't if all the power is coming from one place or with blockchain, if all the information is only kept in one place, then it's vulnerable. It's far more mm-hmm. vulnerable. What blockchain is, is a thousand million, whatever, however many computers, all checking a transaction ledger at the same time. And so what information that's on that ledger is information that whoever contributes to the ledger is contributing their own digital transactions. So, um, for example, you know, I, I saw this really, really funny Ted talk, uh, with this screechy beta male (laughs) that must have pushed his glasses up off of his nose like 20 or 30 times while he was talking. I was dying laughing. Right. But, but he made some really, really good points. And, one of the things that he said was, he said, let's consider like a, a digital banana. You know, if you were going to, if you have only one digital banana and you're going to email that digital banana to another person, so they have one and you have none, there has to be a way to track that. So you can't send it to them and then blind carbon copy a thousand other people and also send them that same digital banana because there's only one in existence, right? So in that same way, there's ledgers that prove that, okay, this one digital banana went from here, it transferred from that person to that person. And to verify that transaction, uh, the blockchain technology is a series of very powerful computers and uh, and in the, the blockchain space, they're, they're called nodes. <laughs> he said... He said no. <laughs> so that's my best, my butthead impression, right? <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, nodes. And so I will go ahead and share my interest in this whole thing. Well, so yeah, so I want to, hold on a second. I want to back you up there a little bit, um, Jeff, and, and just to kind of like uh, clarify this. So... <clears throat> What a a Bitcoin is, or whatever, like you know, just like the uh, the uh, the definition said, they're encryption techniques. Uh, they're used to regulate the generation of units of currency and verify the transfer of funds. So all of these blockchain computers, they, the, the, the reason why they're so secure and the reason why the, you know, their ability to, um, uh, process all of these or keep this ledger is so valuable. It's because they use these, this, this, uh, these encryption techniques. And so nobody, you know, it's, it's, right. it's very secure and very firm. So that's why the, 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 uh, the ledger or the data that comes out of it, you know, like they say, you can, you could take that to the bank. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so that that's why the processing power and what these, uh, whenever these blockchain computers verify the transfer of these funds, that data is, is extremely valuable. And then like what you, you, uh, we talked about the other day, you said that after these blockchain computers, uh, uh, verify an X amount of data, then they earn one token. And so that's a... That's yeah, right, a token. A token. And, yes. and then that's what a Bitcoin is called, right? A, a, a token kind of that's thing? That's right. Yeah, and then I think you were going to you were right. gonna now jump into, uh, before I cut you off, I think you were going to talk about like uh, 
your interest in how you wanted wanted to kind of get into cryptocurrency, which I thought was really interesting. And since we talked, I put I did a little more research on that myself, and it definitely does it does sound like a pretty good opportunity. It, what's What's interesting to me is that <clears throat> there are a lot of there are multiple opportunities here with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency because you know there's not yeah you know there's not just one you know like oh okay well let's just go. Let's spend ten, thirteen thousand dollars and buy a Bitcoin. It's just like buying a share and ride the market out. That's not the only way that you can make money off of this. So, go ahead. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but exactly. go ahead and um and, and talk about what you were gonna you were gonna talk about there. You, you've made a great summary right there, and I really love how you pulled it together. You know what I mean? Because that's usually what I do, man. But you know, we're kind of switch we kind of switch hats today because. You know, this is something I've been really, really interested in. So I did a massive amount of research and I have so much information in my head on this thing right now. It's just kind of leaking out of my <laughs> ears. So I'm trying to keep it organized. And I really appreciate how you summed it up right there because that's really good. You know, it's important for the listeners. We want to keep it straight for them. So, guys, the, we'll talk about my interest personally. You know, not recommending that you do this, but since I'm a computer guy, I'm a techie guru, I love computers. I'm interested in starting up what, you know, some people call a mining operation. So let me explain that. Okay. What I'm interested in doing is I'm going to invest some money in a computer, not this week, but you know, soon. And I'll, I'll check back with you and tell you how my operation's going, but this is what it means to mine Bitcoin. Okay. You, you don't want to do it with a laptop because the laptop doesn't have the processor power to handle this. Okay. But if you think about a computer that has a 4K graphics card, right? A graphics card that could process so much information that it can literally play in real time and process in real time 4K 3D graphics. I don't know if you understand how much data that is, but that is, processing-wise, that is a tremendous amount of data. So here's what happens, okay? You have, you run a software on your computer, you connect, the processor that's inside of that powerful industrial strength graphics card. Now, the graphics card, it's processing power. It's not processing graphic information, okay, by the way. It's processing data, but that's valuable. So basically, your computer, you set it up as a node and you start running the software and the software uses the full processing power of that graphics card to verify the information on the ledger or on, on, on a ledger, not the yeah. ledger. It's not like there's just one. There's you know thousands of them out there. Some of them have crashed right away and didn't work, but others are really, really strong and there's a lot of trust in them like we mentioned earlier. But so your computer, you know, you're running it hours and hours and hours throughout the day and your processor is literally running white hot. I mean, you have to keep fans on it and stuff like that, all for the purpose of verifying data and communicating with every other node in the blockchain. Node. Uh, anonymously. <laughs> Nodes. Nodes. <laughs> and so <laughs> we are Beavis and yeah. Butthead sometimes, you know, forgive us guys. But uh, <laughs> You got to see us when we hang out together. It's ridiculous. But anyway, (laughs) so, but yeah, so the thing is, is that's tremendous. There's a high value. There's a big need for that in the market right now. And so I'm going to be processing data and I'm going to be trying to work my way up. Uh, I don't know how long it takes, 
before you earn a token, there's a specific amount of data that you have to process. And the more people there are that are processing the data, you know, the more tokens that there are to be given out. However, they're saying right now, even just with a single crypto like Bitcoin, that the, the tokens won't run out on Bitcoin until like on into the 22nd century. Wow. <laughs> so, so there's plenty more to be mined. Yeah. And I want to go and set up a mining operation. And so let me, let me go ahead and contrast that. What I'm not interested in doing is going to the exchange with dollars. Yeah. Well, I, I, I am, you know, I'm considering, you know, using it like a savings plan. Uh, rather than regarding it as an investment, I think it's a much better way to save your money at this point, as long as you have a good, strong currency. It's better than a 401k, guys, yeah, way better. Yeah. But, you know, because markets crash, and I know that there is risk, right? So you can lose money as well as gain money. But but I'm not interested in going to an exchange with $10,000 and putting it in that exchange and exchanging it for almost one Bitcoin. Okay, that's not my interest. I want to generate... Bitcoin. So one of the things we were saying earlier about money, currency, wealth, you know, we kind of use all these terms interchangeably, even though each one of them means something mm -hmm. different. Remember, guys, wealth is something that is generated. Yeah. Okay. Wealth, there's, you know, the the way that Karl Marx was able to manipulate the the hammer and sickle hardworking people in society, he had them believing that money is limited. Yeah. And that wealth is limited and that and that some people have wealth, and if they have wealth, that means they took it from you or that you don't have any. What, what his great misunderstanding was is that when you have markets, markets generate wealth. Okay, Wealth is something, it's an idea, like we said earlier. It's trust. And trust, because it's an esoteric concept, can be increased. Right? Mm -hmm. it's, something, it's not like you have to make it out of the dirt. Right. Trust is something that's built and that is what markets do. Now we're looking at blockchain. It is a new open market. I love it. So as far as the exchange goes, let's just say I take a dollar and I want to exchange it for a euro. OK, well, the euro has a higher value is a higher trust because mm -hmm. of all the different countries that are backing yeah. the euro. And now, granted, you understand, yeah. it, right, Matt? I mean, it's being artificially manipulated just like the dollar is in, in the Federal Reserve Bank. Yeah, which that might change whenever, you know, with the whole Brexit and, you know, London leaving and everything, but who knows? Yes, that's right. So you've got, let's just say, you know, you want to you want to exchange, you want to go on the foreign exchange market, the Forex market, and you want to exchange a dollar for a euro. Well, you're you're going to be losing money if you go one way because the a single unit of a, of a dollar is worth less than a single unit of a euro for now. Yeah. Um, but then it goes the other way, right? If I were to exchange dollars for the Mexican currency, the peso, I would be going way down because I, I don't know what it is today, but I mean a do a dollar is worth like. 10,000 pesos, yeah, right? Yeah, something like that. One unit of their currency is one ten-thousandth of the dollar. That's because the amount of trust that's placed in that currency and its backing is one ten-thousandth of the trust that's placed that's in what, our currency. That's why a lot of, yeah, that's why a lot of uh, 
people like to, uh, rich people like to go to Mexico and live like kings because, you know, they have, they have $200,000 stashed away somewhere and they can live like freaking millionaires (laughs) in Mexico or, you know, other, other countries for that, for that matter. So, yeah. And that's kind of, that's, that's kind of like, um, if you're, if you're into Forex, foreign exchange, you know, you're essentially making money off of Mm -hmm. the exchange between current, different foreign currencies and, and those, uh, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think it's those transaction fees or the difference um, of them or, or, or whatnot. So I I have vaguely looked into getting into Forex and just kind of learned enough to, to say exactly what I just said there. But anything beyond that is, I don't know. <laughs> well, it is another interesting subject. And maybe we should talk about Forex on another episode because the whole thing is, is that you know, because we're kind of on that subject yeah. right now. And this is the thing is, you know, we're talking about particular currencies, right? And so you do make money off a transaction, but there are very powerful computers out there that are able to anticipate the value of a specific currency based on, on market trends and based on an algorithm. You can predict whether a currency is going to go up or down in a day, just like there's you know, ways of predicting whether a stock is going to go up or down in a day. So if you take a dollar and you put it into one and the computer tells you, ooh, move it to this one because it's going up and you move it to that one because it's going up Mm -hmm. and you say, okay, it's about to go down. So move it over to this one because it's going up. And that's how Forex works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a a very crude, crude, rough way of explaining (laughs) it. But, But it is all based on processing power of your computer in that same way you yeah. know what i mean so and you know i i i, I want to um also you know talk about that i feel you know after learning more about all this the you know, cryptocurrency and everything or digital currency you know i really feel it's like it's a matter of time before we you know nobody's carrying dollars around or anything because right. you know if you think about it you know how many people carry cash on them and um, you, you, you use your card, you just essentially swiping a, a thing or touching a, you know, a thing and you're just transferring numbers you know, from one account to another account. It's all digital. I mean, if you think of 99, probably 99% of your transactions or some people it might be 100% of your transactions, you never even see or touch money. You know, so it's all digital. And so that's why to me, you know, yes. it's kind of all you know, making sense now, you know, and also like Facebook is, is, uh, you can send money through Facebook. You can send money, you can transfer money back and forth through a, um, through Gmail, email. You can, now WhatsApp is, is going to be getting into that as well. I think, uh, Telegram does it now where you can send money back and forth or they're going to be doing it. So, you know, with all of these these new digital uh, currencies or transactions, I don't want to say currencies, but these digital transactions mm-hmm. that are going to be happening, there's going to be, that's why I think this Bitcoin or, or, or cryptocurrency is going to take off even more because, uh, and this is just my opinion, just kind of putting two and two together, because there's going to be an, a need to be able to verify all of these digital transactions that are going back and forth. Right. So that way you build the trust. So that way there's a trust that says, you know, okay, you know, this guy didn't somehow manipulate his bank account to where, you know, now he has an extra six zeros on the end of his, 
you know, $100 that he had, whereas before he didn't. And so if all of these things are verifiable and they're all done through a, a, uh, an encryption technology, then that's where that, that major value goes. Because at, at some point in time, you know, we're not going to be there, there. You won't be able to. It's kind of like if if I give you a dollar or ten dollars, you know, or a hundred dollars. It's like if you give a cashier a hundred dollar bill to pay for something, she has her way of verifying it by running a pen over it or holding it up to the light and being like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I have verified this is a hundred dollars and so it is worth. And so essentially, all this is doing is just. Transfer all Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is doing is just transferring that same process over to blockchain technology with computers, so that way now everything is you know verified, and uh, you know and then and then um, you know we can we can kind of do the, the 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 same thing instead of like holding the dollar and being like okay this is a dollar I'll give you what this dollar is worth in exchange. Or just kind of like the olden days, you know, like we talked about before when farmer a farmer would... Oh, yeah. Right? You know, it's like they would exchange a chicken for vegetables or something like that, you know, or, hey, here's a goat for... You know, here, here's a here. I have a, a dairy cow and give me five goats or whatever it was. That was an actual... You know, you didn't have to worry about verifying it back then because if it went bad or if it squirted milk, you knew, all right, well, it's a goat and it's it's a cow and I it's worth, you know, that cow is worth four of my goats, <laughs> you know, like it was instantly verified. And so it's funny how we've come so far, uh, you know, to now, you know, this cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. But, you know, now that I'm really... Put, put you know it's all making sense in my head i see that, that that we need bitcoin and we need this cryptocurrency to keep things you know legit essentially that's right and i'm so glad you brought that up uh, one of the things that uh i wanted to tell our audience about is re- kind of remind them to put this in context you that was just you wax eloquent there my friend <laughs> and you explained it so well and i love how you just pulled it down to earth that was beautiful but I wanted to, not a sidetrack, but to sort of put this in context with, if any of you guys out there saw Karate Kid 2. Oh, yeah. You remember Karate Kid 2? Okay. Okay. So the kid, you know, he, he moves from New Jersey. In Karate Kid 1, he moves from New Jersey to Mendocino, California or whatever. And and he's there for a while, right? And then uh, he breaks up with the girlfriend mm-hmm. in, in uh, Karate Kid 2. And Mr. Miyagi takes him to Okinawa. Okay, so now he's in Okinawa, and now he's got some new Wax punks. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's there on a visit, right? And he runs into the family that basically on the little island where he's at, there's one family that's very, very, very wealthy. Yeah. They control all of the trade. They control all of the rice. They control all of the trade, mm-hmm. okay? And, so, and there's open-air markets. And he's walking through the open-air market, and he gets the kid, he gets suspicious and he walks over and sees this guy that's uh, exchanging rice. And the way that they do it is with the the balancer, right? Yeah, yeah. With the little weight balancer. Yep. And so you put a certain number of weights on one side and then the amount of rice is supposed to match that amount of weight. And so you know how much rice you're yeah. getting. And the kid walks up and he grabs one of the weights and breaks it apart in his hand. And proves that they're not using a stone weight at all. It's actually made of clay, yeah. which is about a third of the uh, uh, correct weight. So he uh, exposes the corruption 
and they beat the crap out of him for course, it, right? Yeah. And you can expect <laughs> that to happen, guys. When you expose corruption on that level, right? I mean, you can expect to get a black eye. Yeah. But he's the hero of the story, and so you know <laughs> sure. we got to respect him for that. But that is a great uh, uh, image of of how this works. Okay. So so Jeff. Jeff, what you're telling me is is that the the rich, wealthy family in the uh, Karate Kid story, they're kind of like the Trumps? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, nothing could be further from the I'm truth than what I'm saying. No, no, that's the... <laughs> you know how to get my goat, don't oh, you, man? man. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you say that, man. Wow. Yeah, no, no, the good. Trumps give, you know, about 20% of their money, they give it away to charities. So anyway, uh, so no, but, but uh, that's funny. I like how you took us on that rabbit trail, yeah. but let me, let me talk now about uh, the exchange. Okay. Because, and we want to encourage our, our listeners obviously to go out and do their own research. And I found a website that just has a, ri- a list of of exchanges. Remember we were talking about Forex, yep. right? Foreign exchange. You have to go to an exchange and the exchange takes a fee to change one money or one currency into another, yep. right? So the most popular one is Coinbase because you've got to be asking yourself, okay, you know by now that a Bitcoin is a currency that can be traded in just about any country, mm-hmm. but you can't go to the open air market in Okinawa and say, here's a Bitcoin and, and hold out your hand yeah, <laughs> because there's nothing in your hand, yep. right? Even if you have a Bitcoin, right, their local government wants Bitcoin <laughs> because their local government wants to do the same thing. They want to trade Bitcoins for other currencies, for their currency, they because they know it has a higher value. Yep. Their currency, you know, if you just take the dollar, remember what I said, dollars to pesos. So you take Bitcoins to dollars, a dollar is, you know, one thirteen thousandth of a bitcoin mm-hmm. right yep. so a dollar is far far less in value so these other nations want and the way but you have to exchange you have to go through an exchange so the top one most popular one right now that does uh, us dollars and euros uh, as well as uh you know other global trading is coinbase so mm-hmm. you have to start an account with coinbase now here's the beautiful thing about coinbase if you have Bitcoin, if you are mining Bitcoins or if you buy them, whatever, on the open market, it's up to you. Um, you can use Coinbase to transfer that. If you want to go to the store and spend your Bitcoins, you have to exchange them for dollars. Yeah. With Coinbase, they'll do that through a bank transfer. They'll actually put US dollars and do a, a, an EFT right into your account. So you can turn your Bitcoin into money that you spend on your on either a credit card or a bank transfer. But here's another cool one, <clears throat> X-Coins. X-Coins will do it with a credit card. They don't do bank transfers, but they'll do a credit card or they'll do PayPal. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know I, I don't know how to emphasize how powerful that is to anybody that's listening right now, okay? Because you know you're wondering, okay, I can't go to Okinawa. I can't spend a Bitcoin in the open air market, but I can exchange mm-hmm. uh, through X-Coin. I can exchange that for PayPal. And through PayPal, they're also an exchange. So you can get PayPal and you can turn that into cash yep. wherever you are in the world. Yeah. So you can literally not even be a citizen anywhere and you can use your Bitcoin and go anywhere in the world and spend your money. Yeah. I mean, yeah, guys, that's huge. That is powerful. That is. Yeah, it is. And then actually we, um, let's see, there's uh, Stripe. 
that now allows you to take uh, Bitcoin. Uh, PayPal allows you to take Bitcoin payments. Um, we have a client um, yes. overseas, actually, that has um, that wanted to pay us in Bitcoin. Um, and, you know, and so we set up, had to set up a, we liked Stripe better, it seemed, because they um, had a quicker turnaround and whatnot. And, and going through the, the process, it was actually a kind of a, a pain in the butt uh, to receive payment, but um, we got it ironed out because, you know, we had to have, the, had to have a, um, a certain kind of encryption, you know, technology and new stuff added onto the website that we were taking the payment through and, and all this other stuff. So this way Stripe would say, okay, yeah, you, we're going to put this, uh, ability on your website in order to accept Bitcoin. So, um, so yeah, you can, you know, you can, somebody over overseas can pay you via Bitcoin. And that might be something that, um, business owners, you know, e-commerce, you know, business owners or people that do transactions, you know, all over the world or even here in the United States because tons of people here in the United States have Bitcoin as well. And so, um, you know, you might yes. want to start looking into accepting um, accepting Bitcoin as a form of currency uh, because, you know, it's, yes. uh, it's, it's, it's getting big. So, yeah. Yes. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, it was $9,000. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So, but you got, right, and now it's $13,000. Okay, so here's here's what's crazy, all right? You, you got to think, well, wait a minute, that's one Bitcoin. What's half a Bitcoin? Well, I mean, think of it like dollars. What's a fourth of a dollar? What's that called? It's called a quarter, Yeah. right? Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what's one hundredth of a dollar? Well, it's called a penny, yeah. right? Yeah. And Bitcoin, the beauty of it is that it's broken down into microscopic pieces. I mean, you can have 0.001 Bitcoins in your wallet. Huh. So as, you know, for me, setting up a mining operation, I don't know how long it's going to take me to make one Bitcoin. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? It may take me two years. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure. Because you do have to, because of how many people are doing, checking the ledger right now, and the, how many nodes are in the blockchain, you, you have uh, a tremendous number of people that are um, checking the ledger yeah. right now. You know what I mean? So I know that I think the fewer people that there are checking the ledger, the faster it would take yeah. you to get a token. Yeah, that makes right? sense. So, yeah. um, but there's, but there's one other thing that I wanted to mention as we sort of, you know, wrap this up. Um, I looked up a list of, uh, it's, it's, uh, let's see, Bitcoin exchange guide.com forward slash dead coins. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a quick article about how many cryptocurrencies have already failed. Mm. Okay, so we can't talk about how wonderful it is without talking about the risk. Yeah. Right? And there is a risk here, okay? And lots of people have wanted to start their own Bitcoin. And I started looking down this list. It's funny. It's a massive, massive list. It's, I don't know how many there's on here, but you just go through A, you know, like Aiden, Aircoin, Al... Coin, Ale Coin, Allen Coin, All Ages Coin, and on and on and on, right? And then I go down to D E F S. I mean, there's like several hundred coins that have been started and failed. I didn't do enough research to find out what makes one fail. Okay, that's up mm, to you. Yeah. You need to find out. If you're not going to go with the one that's tried and true, the tried and cryptocurrency that we know it has the highest value right now. But I just want to give a shout out to somebody that's on, my, you know, in my network marketing business, there's a guy on my team. He just came in. Uh, he lives out in California, Northern California, and his name is Naveed. 
he's doing this, okay? He's already doing it. And he and I had a quick conversation a couple days ago. And he said, yeah, man, I lost a little bit of money in this thing. He's like, you know, you got to know that there's some risk. And he said he threw in some money and he and he's lost some. He's gained some. And I was thinking to myself, well, if the value went from, you know, whatever, 9000 to 13000 in the last two weeks, like how could you possibly lose money with it? Well, I don't know. But I will, I will tell you this. Somebody that's lost money has actually gained wisdom. And I trust him with the statement that I'm about to share with you. He told me he thinks Bitcoin will be around, but he thinks that there are many, many other currencies that are going to far surpass Bitcoin in the same way that Facebook surpassed MySpace mm-hmm. to the level that nobody, this next generation doesn't even know what MySpace is, yeah, right? right. <laughs> yet, you're right. I mean, you know, uh, but yet around, you know, year 2004, five, six, you know, I had a MySpace I account. Did too, man. It was fun. It was great. I loved it. Right. And people were like, hey, you got to get on Facebook. I'm like, Facebook. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds like something a beta male would do. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a real man. Like, why would I, you know what I mean? You're going to catch me up on no Facebook. And I literally, it's so funny. I had people getting on Facebook in 2004. I didn't get on Facebook until 2011. Yeah. April of 2011, I finally started an account yeah. begrudgingly. I think mine was, I think it was, mine, <laughs> I didn't want to do it. I was 2008 or 2009 or something. And by the way, we are not making fun of beta males. If you are a beta male, right. more ah. power to you. All right. (laughs) If you're a beta male and you want to start a business, well, that's the funny thing is, you know, that guy on that TED talk, you know, that I was talking about, he's like, "Ah, Bitcoins, you know, (laughs) digital cryptocurrencies. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is hilarious, right? Well, he's probably, you know, I'm married with children, but that that, uh, dweeb probably has more money than me. So (laughs) that's... That's why they put him on a TED talk, and they didn't put me on one. Exactly. Right? So. Yeah, I was reading. A, I was reading a book by, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm looking it up now. Uh, Mark Cuban, and uh, he uh, he he was sharing an example oh, yeah. um, about you know when he was young and and he went to this Microsoft party and Bill Gates and whatnot. And he went to the party with some really hot girls. And then he goes to the dance floor and he saw Bill Gates on the dance floor actually dancing. He turns around and then he gets distracted and then he what he he realizes that his girls where are they and they're out dancing with uh with Bill Gates and he realized he says right then I realized that money makes you very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> right, man. Oh, dude. Oh, I, I want to you know ride that wave right now because Les Brown is one of my favorite motivational yes, speakers. Mine too. And, and he says uh, he says honey. Money ain't everything, but it's right up there with oxygen, right? And then he says, <laughs> and then he says, he says, man, if you get some money, she'll find something cute on you. He goes, oh, honey, he got earlobes like Denzel. <laughs> earlobes like Denzel. <laughs> right? He says, she'll find something cute on you if you got money. So, yeah, totally That's right, hilarious. man. So, here's a couple of currencies that are doing well. Um, the, the top six currencies right now that I'm seeing, uh, according to Investopedia, who is all over this stuff, you know, and I believe that they are more, Investopedia isn't one of those left-wing globalist 
media organizations. I think they really just look at the facts and they report the facts as they are. That's my opinion. You know, not every time, yeah. but yeah. you know, investopedia.com is a really, really good one. So I'll, I'll, I'll send you in their direction because they do seem to be objective <laughs> as far as that goes. Now, uh, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six Litecoin. uh, that one you may have heard of yeah. Ethereum and people are like ding oh I heard of that one. So these are I just want to clarify. So so these are the ones that you're relaying to our audience that seem to be doing good or are trustworthy. That's right, trust. Okay. Yes, exactly. These are the ones that the market is trusting right now, okay. and so you may want to check out which one of these. You know, you might want to. I don't know if you want to put some money in and, and take your money out of the stock market, go to your broker and say, you ain't done nothing for me, man. I'll catch you outside. Right? So, <laughs> catch me outside. Um, how about that? <laughs> catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> so, but yeah, so we got Litecoin, Ethereum, respectively, one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, number three, Zcash, and then Dash. That's another one that rings the bell, right? Mm. Uh, there's one called Ripple, and then there's one called Monero. So my okay. my friend Naveed really thinks that other other uh, cryptocurrencies are going to surpass greatly uh, Bitcoin. However, you you got to remember there's hundreds that have failed. So yeah, and, and that's a possibility too because you know where there is always one uh, leading successful one, there usually are ones that surpass that because they model what the successful one is doing and they find ways of of improving on that and whenever you're you know this is also in, in business too you know you could um i'm gonna i'm gonna leave this little analogy here and then we're gonna go ahead and wrap up because we're, we're coming up on an hour but mm-hmm. um yeah you know you you can use uh as a small business owner maybe you're doing something that a large corporation is doing right and you're kind of modeling their thing well one advantage that you have over them is that you can move quickly to the market changes you have that you know you're in the the small little you know fast mazda miata where you can in and out of traffic and they're you know (laughs) they're in the large you know rolls royce limousine where they're kind of like "Eh," they gotta turn on the their signal light and wait for room to move over and whatnot so you know, it, it's it does stand for me. It stands to reason why some of these newer ones actually probably would in the future do better than them because they might be a little more nimble, a little more agile in the market and and learn from Bitcoin's mistakes. You know, so yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, dude, I think uh, I think we did a pretty good job there of uh, kind of covering it, and I hope you guys, our listeners feel like you learned something new today because that was the kind of whole point of this to learn. I know I learned a lot and now I feel a little more educated yeah. on uh, on some Bitcoin jargon that maybe you can take to your net- yeah. networking meeting or in your next mixer after after work and somebody talks about Bitcoin, you can be like, oh, hey, you know, yeah, I learned the blah, 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 blah. And, and just go ahead and uh, I learned all that from the Maniac Mentor guys. They're, uh, you know, they're a, a wealth, a wealth of information. <laughs> or you could you could go out on the dance floor like Bill Gates and you'd go, hey, baby, <laughs> I've got a node. <laughs> I have. You want to come check out my node at the house? <laughs> I own. <laughs> I own Bitcoin. <laughs> it, it should, she'll be dancing all on you, right. you know? <laughs> She's like, oh, he's got to know. Uh, oh, my God. Well, <laughs> on that note, there's a couple of things before we go. And number one, we'd love to hear from you guys. Shoot us an email. If you like the, the shit that we're putting out for you, the information and stuff that we're putting down, 
shoot us an email at podcast at maniacmentor.com. If you have something specifically for Jeff or me directly, just, you know, say, hey, Jeff, hey, Matt, and we'll get it. Um, And, uh, you know, share, share, uh, you know, any feedback with us. If there's something that you'd like us to, uh, to, uh, you know, go over or research more, uh, you know, Jeff is, is a a very good asset on this podcast because he loves doing research and digging into all that stuff, which I don't like to do. So, um, so we can definitely find (laughs) something out for you and talk about it. Um, and number two, if you're not currently subscribed on, uh, iTunes, Google play music, or Stitcher Radio, which are the platforms that we are currently on, more to come soon, then go get yourself subscribed. Just search Maniac Mentor, click on the subscribe button, and also remember to leave us a review. It helps us a lot more than than you know. And you know, like Jeff said before, we want to get found a lot easier by people. So this way we can get into more ears and help um, more people and bring them this knowledge. And last but not least, yes, you guys are getting this knowledge. You're getting all this this tips and this insight on certain things, and uh, you know all this inspiration and this motivation for free. So now you guys have a responsibility to share this with someone who you might think that you would enjoy it as much as you do. And um, you know, we talked about MySpace. Now we have Facebook, and everybody here that's listening has a Facebook. So do us a solid, share this podcast on your Facebook page, and just be like, check these guys out. This is a pretty good podcast. We'll love you for it. And it's called The Power of Reciprocity. You're going to feel good about sharing something that's good. That's right. And in addition to that, if you think I got something wrong on my research, if you think I haven't conveyed the message clearly, uh, if you have an argument, a beef, or if you would like to add to this and you actually want to be a guest on the Maniac Mentor Monday Motivational Podcast, uh, we invite you to send us an email at podcast at maniacmentor.com. Let us know. Tell us, you know, you've got the stuff. Maybe you've got a node and you want to talk to us about how you built that right? and give a little bit of advice to our other listeners. And and you maybe are in a position to give some advice. We would love to bring you on and and hear what you've got to say. Okay, that's it from us on this podcast. And this was your Maniac Mentors Monday Motivation with your hosts, Matthew and Jeffrey. We're Audi 5000. Have a good afternoon, a good day, a great evening and a fabulous week. Be blessed, stay motivated, and above all, stay focused on your currency. (laughs) We'll catch you on the flip side of another beautiful day. Later, guys. Be sure and visit ManiacMentor.com and follow him on Instagram at ManiacMentor.